The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday morning, giving me a chance to be part of your day. I hope it's an encouragement as we continue our study uh, through the book of Life of Christ from Matthew's Gospel. Uh, If you're joining us by tablet or phone or computer or Bible, we're in Matthew chapter 14. Uh, Yesterday, we started walking through some of the miracles of Jesus from the book of Matthew. Uh, Yesterday was the feeding of the 5,000. Today, we're going to talk about the time that Peter walks on the water. Of course, so does Jesus walk on the water, but then Peter as well walks on the water. And there's just, again, another opportunity with so many principles to learn about this. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to premise something before we read this story. I think it's important for us to get. We understand the sovereignty of God, and when it means that God's in control, He knows everything, and His omnipotence and omnipresence and omniscience, He knows everything. He knows what's coming in the future. So, why is that important? Well, let's go ahead and begin reading Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse 22. The Bible says, immediately Jesus made his disciples to get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. This is the part I want you to catch. Immediately he made them get in. It was his instruction for them to go across the sea. Now, why is that important? Because in his sovereignty, he was fully aware of what was about to come. He was fully aware that a storm was coming, and a storm like these sailors were not used to. These fishermen were not used to. It was a very serious storm, and it was a plan. Whether or not God brought the storm, or whether God knew the storm was coming and used it, we will never know. What we know is he knew it was coming, and he took advantage of it, and he showed his power over it. So, the simple principle with that is you're going to find yourself, we use the term storm often as a, um, a picture of what sometimes life can be like, and, and I, I agree, it's a valid picture of that. So in that situation, sometimes you're going to look and say, uh, I, I feel like I'm living in the middle of a storm, the chaos, a lack of foundation, seems like everything's dark and up, upside down. That's, that's not abnormal when it comes to storms. That's the premise. So when you find yourself in a storm, please remember God either allowed you to go to it or brought you in it for a reason. And it's back to trusting God that helps us through these times. And so that's the first thing we see in that first verse. Let's continue on verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain by himself to pray. And so he spent some time up there. The disciples were alone. He spent some time alone with God. And we mentioned yesterday he was tired. This is a great way for him uh, to rest. And he spent some time praying. Now, when the evening was to come, he was there alone. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves, for the wind was contrary. Again, he was aware of this. This was either he was in his plan, at least from knowledge. And so now he comes down, he looks down, he can see from the mountain. There's the sea, there's the boat, there's the storm. Again, not anything that surprised Jesus. Verse 25. Now in the fourth watch of the night. Now the fourth watch of the night is basically coming into the morning. It's that part right the darkest time before the sun begins to come up. So the darkest time of the night. You're tired because you've been through the night and it's just about to hit morning. So it's just one of the darkest and often the most fatigued. You know, you're the most fatigued, especially if you've been all night fighting a storm. Fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. Isn't it amazing that in the middle of these times, the darkest time, whatever it would be, when God begins to work, we immediately become afraid. We immediately become to look at something and say, well, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel what I think happening. It must be 
bad. They didn't see, look out and see Jesus walking on the water. They looked out and thought a ghost. They looked out in the middle of a storm that God was aware they were in and said, the problem's only getting worse. Uh, it's a powerful thought to look at. The problem's only getting worse. Um, so verse 27, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. Jesus immediately recognized what was going on and calmed their fears. But my guess is not everybody believed it right away, because in verse 28, Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come unto you in the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. So he steps down. He kind of puts a challenge out to God, and God says one word, come. You want to say, I'm go, let's, 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 let's go ahead. I want to see how what happens here. I want you to see my power in this. And so Peter comes out. By the way, I want you to consider, Peter got this because he asked for it. You know how many other disciples could have had the same thing? They could have all walked off that boat, walked right out into the water to Jesus and had a worship service right in the middle of that storm. He was in control of the storm. He was not afraid of the storm. Peter was just the only one crazy enough, faithful enough, brave enough, whatever you say, to get out of the boat. And this is where it's important. People like to look at the story, and a lot of times what they want to do is they want to look at Peter's failure at the end. As we will in a moment, he sees the water, he sees the waves, he begins to sink. And most people, and I've heard this, I shouldn't say most, a lot of people focus their attention on the failure of Peter. But I would ask, how many of the other men got out of the boat? What story could he tell that no one else could tell? So yeah, he was a bit impulsive. Yeah, he was a bit, um, whatever to me, wanted zealous but he experienced something no one else did. So the question is, would you rather stay in the boat where it's a little more, it's still a storm, but a little more comfortable or experience what Peter did? And it's so easy to stay in that boat, but it takes faith to step out. And yes, it's going to feel like a storm. It's going to feel like there's no foundation. It's going to feel a little frightening. But boy, it's amazing what Peter was able to experience because he got out of the boat. Verse 31, and immediately Jesus, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So Peter begins to sing. Let me tell you what was. And there's a lot of people like to run into this and make this a really deep question. What was it that caused Peter to sink? Uh, and they talk about the lack of faith. True, but he, again, was the only one walking on the water. Um, they talk about taking his eyes off Jesus and all of that. Can I, can I tell you that from my, and this is just my opinion of this, one of the things that really became to cause Peter an issue is he just got distracted. He saw the wind. He saw the storm. His fisherman mind, knowing storms, came up and said, this is not right. This is not safe. This is dangerous. I shouldn't be here. And instead of reveling in the awesome power of, his almighty, of the Almighty God and continue to do that, he looks around and his human mind took over and he said, I should not be here. And that's when he sank, consumed by his own distractions. Can I tell you that he was just as safe walking out there if he just kept his eyes on Jesus? And that's what happens sometimes in life. God's doing great things in our life and we get distracted by the things we can't control. We get distracted by the things that don't make sense. We try to make sense of all these things. We try to look at it and quantify it in our mind or Satan gets in and he puts lies in our minds and we look at all of it and we say, well, it should be this, it should be that, it's gotta be that. And the whole time missing, the whole time missing that God's doing something, he's doing the impossible. But we get so distracted. I don't know what it is that got your attention. And it might be a valid thing. By the way, he was in a storm. 
The storm was real. The storm was deadly. And he knew that. And yet, so he wasn't looking at something that was unreal. He wasn't making up a problem. The problem was there. He was just more focused on the storm than he was Jesus. And that's what we need to learn from that. But then it goes down. Jesus gets in the boat immediately. Now, you know, let me go back. Notice in verse 31, he says, So oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? That's a condemning question from Jesus, but it makes sense. Jesus had just walked to do a miracle. He just did a miracle. Peter experienced what no other man had experienced. And he's down there saying, why would you doubt? You saw this. You experienced it, and yet you still doubted. You, you were fine. But then I love this. And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. Immediately the storm stopped. Verse 33, and those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Now, in this circumstance, what do you see? You see in kind of the final thought that through this storm, they were able to see the true nature of God. And yes, sometimes it's in the middle of our storms that we see the true nature of God. We see his grace. We see his presence. We see his strength. We see his provision. We see all of this, but it has to be in the middle, sometimes, it doesn't always, but it often is in the middle of a storm, in the middle of the time where we begin to see God's attributes. Don't just assume that God's only been good when things are going well. Sometimes he's best when things are not going. And may we just remember to keep our eyes on him. Thanks again for joining us today, taking a few moments out of your day to watch or listen to this. Greatly appreciate it. Hope it's an encouragement to you. Hope you stick with us as we continue through the book of Matthew. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.